0: Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out, and Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free, and you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor, and I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to Anchor.fm/start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's Anchor.fm/start. Hello, it is Saturday. December 15th and this is the Evan Wit podcast. I want to thank you all for listening to the Evan Wit podcast today um, and appreciate the support that you all give and please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and neighbors and whoever else you want to share it with you know it is Packer Bears week in the NFL play kickoffs 12 o'clock tomorrow. Recording this a little later than I wanted to, but I'm getting it done, and you know that should be an interesting matchup. A lot of people are already writing the Packers off, saying that the Bears got this win; it's guaranteed. They're gonna just wipe the floor with Green Bay. They got Khalil Mack. This defense is ferocious. They they lead the league in takeaways. They lead the league in in sacks and all this other thing, but. The Bears are not unbeatable, and I'm going to explain a little bit why. And I'm going to explain how the Packers can win this game. I'm also going to talk a little bit about uh, my 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 health and fitness uh, journey. Um, You know, I've lost about 150 pounds or since the end of 2011. Um, Is actually right around this time uh, back in back in 2011 that I decided that I've had enough. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the why and whatnot and how you can get started. And I'm also going to talk a little about the NFL playoff picture. It's starting to shape, uh, get a little somewhat clear, but getting a little more confusing at the same time. And then WWE TLC tomorrow. Um, Am I excited? Am I blah? Where am I on it? Somewhere in between. So, But first, just want to let you know this podcast is uh, brought to you by Coach Evan Fitness. Coach Evan Fitness is driven to helping you reach your health and fitness goals. If you are looking to lose some weight, looking to get healthy, looking to get a better you, then coach Evan can help. Shoot me an email, coach Evan66 at gmail.com. So I'm gonna start with Packers and Bears and have a lot of people that are saying that how the the Bears will just walk all over Green Bay. Packers are last I saw were six point underdogs in this game. You know, quote former Packer Coach Mike McCarthy, we ain't nobody's underdog. And they're going to have to play that way this week if they do want to be nobody's underdog. And the Bears are a very talented team. And I, it's a five-point spread now. It was six to start, now it's at a five. Um, the Bears do a lot of things well. They got a great defense. They get uh, pressure on the quarterback really well. Their front seven is dominant. Their front seven allows the back half of the defense, which if they did have a weak link, it would be that back half. They allow the back half of that defense to just kind of fill, uh, fly around and make plays. Uh, the Bears beat the Rams. They, they just completely dismantled the Rams. I get that. 15-6 to 6 win, and the Bears' defense just completely dismantled the Rams' offense. And I see people that want to just crown the Bears now. Let's crown the Bears. Let's crown them. They are the NFC best. They just beat the Rams. But here's, yeah. let's back to that Rams game quick before I get on to the next, next point. The Bears beat the Rams for a couple reasons. First off, first, it's an unfamiliar opponent for the Rams and the Bears. Unfamiliar opponents. They don't know each other. The Bears got the better end of it. It was in Chicago. The Rams are not, first of all, used to playing in cold weather. And I know it wasn't as cold as it could have been, but they're not used to playing in that type of environment. So that was disadvantaged Bears, I mean disadvantaged Rams. The home team tends to win a lot in the NFL this season, especially. So there's that to go along with it. And the Bears front seven just dominated the game. The guard, the guard play of the of the Rams, their guards and center was absolutely horrific. They did not play a good game at all. Jared Goff threw a number of interceptions. And if you look at his interceptions, each time the guard or tackle was literally in his lap. There was nowhere for him to go. He, uh, he was stepping into his throw with somebody in his face. And that's tough to throw to make. Let's be honest. It's tough to throw when you got someone sitting on your lap. That's what uh, Jared Goff was faced with. And he's, he's a young quarterback, still learning, still learning how to read coverages and all that. And the Bears are able to handcuff him because of that front seven play. And I know with what I just said, with the Bears front seven dominating the Rams offensive line, it should guarantee that that should be an easy win this week for the Bears too over Green Bay. But not so fast. With that, as Lee Corso would say. The Packers know the Bears. The Packers are familiar and know the Bears. Yes, Bulaga is likely out. Um, Brian Bell is out. So they're going to have Jason Spriggs and Justin McRae at the right side of the line. And Justin McRae struggled tremendously with Akeem Hicks early in that game last time. Hicks just completely dominated... But as McRae got comfortable, uh, McRae started to play a little better. Spriggs going up against Khalil Mack is scary, but the Packers can still make it work. And I know Floyd is another talented piece that the Bears have. And I know the rookie linebacker um, the Bears have uh, is playing pretty good football, too. But the thing is, the Packers know the Bears. They do. They know the Bears. We go back to week one, and the Packers ended up beating the Bears 24-23. Rodgers leaves the game, um, comes back into the game, and ends up having a second half that was just incredible. Just incredible second half. And the reason why they had that incredible second half is the first half, the Packers did a lot of hanging onto the football long, and it didn't work. The pressure got there, Rodgers got hit, and eventually Rodgers got hurt. Second half game plan, the Packers focused on getting that ball out. Let's get the ball out. Let's get the ball out. Let's get the ball out. Put the ball in the playmakers' hands and let the playmakers make the play. That's what they focused on, and that's what they did well. And if you look at the Bears' losses, Green Bay, second half, Rodgers, uh, quick passing the ball out. Their 31 28 loss to Miami, Brock Osweiler, of all people, quick getting that ball out. The Bears didn't get much pressure on him at all. The Patriots' 38 31 win over Chicago, Brady mostly clean. Brady got that ball out quickly. And he ended the game clean and new New York. 30-27 uh, loss uh just two weeks ago, December 2nd. And yeah, they could have been caught looking ahead to that ram game the following week. But the Giants got the ball in the playmakers' hands, got it in Barkley's hands, got it in Odell Beckham's hands, Beckham even had a touchdown pass, and that's what the that's what the those teams did to beat the Bears. They get the ball out, get it in the playmakers' hands, and let the playmakers make plays. Aaron Jones is going to be huge in this game. He did not play in the week one matchup. Uh, Williams led the Packers running backs and carries and yards in that one, that uh, was 47 yards rushing. Um, they're going to have to run the ball much better than that, or at least have a threat of the run. He had 15 carries for 47 yards, uh, uh, average of 3.1 long of 11, and that was his uh, win. Against, that was the Packers win against Chicago. Aaron Jones did not play. They have Aaron Jones now. Um, Jones missed the first two weeks due to a suspension. And Aaron Jones, so far in December, 28 carries, 114 yards, 4.1 yards per carry, two touchdowns. And Packer wins. He has 51 attempts, 329 yards rushing, six and a half yards per carry and four touchdowns. And then losses 76 for 391. Uh, five yards per carry and four touchdowns. Um, receiving seven uh for seventy two in those wins. So Jones to me is going to be the key in this game. He has 720 yards on the season. He may get 1,000 yards. He may not. But in games that they uh, focused on getting him the ball, letting him make plays, the Packers' offense tends to move much better. When they take Jones away from being a weapon, the offense starts to sputter a little bit. And one of the things the Packers did last week against the Falcons is use more Jamal Williams early on in the game, and they also used some Gir- Gir- uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams on the field at the same time, using Williams as that lead back. So those are probably the couple of the, one of the biggest takeaways I've noticed difference between Philbin calling the plays and McCarthy calling the plays. Some of the personnel groupings are different. And they weren't afraid to sub in and out during the drive. And that's going to be something different that the Bears are going to be familiar with. And I don't care who it is. There isn't nobody on the Bears' defense that can cover Devontae Adams. He has 92 catches on the year, 1,096 yards, 12 touchdowns. Just completely lighting it up, even with little help around him. Randall Cobbs missed a lot this season due to injury. The rookies have been inconsistent, up and down. For the most part, Devontae Adams has been the consistent piece, and he's likely going to break 100 yards, I mean 100 catches, possibly in this game. So that's uh, something there, too, to really keep an eye on. And the Bears' offense is not that special. Yeah, they, What the Bears were able to avoid is with that win against the Rams. Mitch Tabitsky played a horrible game 16 to 30, 110 yards, a touchdown, and three of his own interceptions. He played a horrible game, but the defense of the Bears played so well that the bad game got kind of ignored. It got ignored. So there is that factor to it. But Mitch Tobitsky has not been that great this year. He's, and I know it was his first game back from a shoulder injury, but he did not look the same. And Mitchell Tobitsky, the first, you know, so many plays, you know, the scripted part of the game He plays extremely well. He's comfortable. He's making quick reads. He's getting the ball out, making plays, scrambling for first downs. And then they get past those first 15, 20 plays, and it's like deer-in-the-headlights looks. His first read's covered. He gets happy feet. He doesn't know where to go with the football. He starts panicking, makes bad throw, interception, and it's next thing you know, the other team's ball. Tabitski is still learning, he's still young, and he's definitely not where the Bears need him to be right now in order to be an efficient offense. So that's one reason right there why I think this game would be a lot closer than people think. And the Packers and the Bears know each other, and Petten saw a taste of Matt Nagy's offense for the first time in Week 1. Slow start by the defense, but once Petten got going... He adjusted quickly and shut the Bears' offense down. Now he has, what, 14 weeks of film to watch. Um, 13 weeks of film to watch of the Bears. The Bears' offense, the Bears' tendencies, the Bears' processes. He's got 13 weeks of film to watch. So I think Pettin's going to have something drawn up early on in the game that's going to cause a lot of problems. And... I know might be a homer pick. Might be just, you know, like I said just me being a homer here, but I'm never betting against number 12. As long as you have Aaron Rodgers on the field, Rodgers is the best player on the field in this game. He is the X factor. And when I look at the game, that's why I think the Packers are going to win. I think the Packers will upset the Bears. I think they will beat the Bears 24-21. somewhere along that line, they will beat the Bears. Rodgers will play a great game, and Randall Cobb will break the Bears' hearts once again because Cobb's another one that always seems to step up when they play the Bears. So that's my prediction for Packers-Bears. Packers win, uh, like I said, 24-21, 31-21, somewhere along that line. But it will be a Packer win. That's my thought there. (laughs) Moving on quickly. My fitness journey, so back in 2011, right around this time, I was 381 pounds, I was miserable, I was irritable, I had no energy for anything, including in and out of the bedroom, I just couldn't do nothing, and I didn't want to do nothing, I was mentally not in a good place, physically not in a good place, emotionally not in a good place, And I was getting chronic heartburn like you wouldn't believe. And anytime you get a lot of pain and discomfort in your chest, you're going to panic because you don't know why. Thankfully, it just turned out to be extreme, like really, really bad heartburn. But, you know, that gave me the start to want to start making some changes with myself because the path I was going down, 381 pounds and poor health, poor poor health, poor, uh, poor energy, I was going down a bad path and it's probably going to be getting closer to 400 and probably getting closer to, uh, needing medication just to function for blood pressure and cholesterol and all that. And that's a lot of money. That's a ton of money. You gotta, you gotta pay when you got to start paying for, uh, medication. And I'm 35 right now. So 2011, I'm in my 20s still, and I'm way too young to be worrying about and needing medication to to live the life that I want to live. So that's why I started deciding to make changes for myself. I decided to start cutting out fast food. I have not ate at McDonald's, Burger King, or Wendy's, uh, Hardee's, those places. I've not ate at any of those places since 2011 decided to get rid of that I cut out soda I was done drinking soda not drinking soda anymore and I went about a good six months before I had another soda um started exercising more regular and yes I I did lose a bunch of weight initially but I also yo-yoed a lot too and beach body and I talk a lot about Beachbody and I don't talk about them a lot because I'm trying to get you to buy for me. I talk about them a lot because I believe in their mission statement. I believe in what they want to do. They want to help people give help, get healthy. They want to help people live the life that they want to live. And yeah, they're not going to give it away for free. Because as a business, they got to make money too in order to provide you the services, in order to provide you the trainers, in order to provide you the nutrition information, the supplements and all that. They got to make money themselves. But I just think it's the best thing out there to help you. It's simple. It's easy to use. It's easy to follow. And you get some great trainers that do it for the love of helping people. Sean T., Tony Horton, uh, Sagi, Chris Downing, uh, I can go on and on and on. Uh, Joe Freeman, Autumn, Jericho, Charlene, uh, so forth. You can go on and on of all the great trainers Beachbody has. And what I love about it is, I was talking about it's simple, it's easy to use. And just a couple clicks of a button, you get a great workout in, and you're good. You know, you can get on with your day. A lot of them are 30 minutes, a lot of them are less than 30 minutes, some are over 30 minutes. But you get through it quickly, you get a good sweat, and you start seeing good results and like I said i I love it. I love the the progress that I've made. I love uh, the transformation I've gone under, and I'm a new me, I'm more confident, I'm doing podcasts now i'm I'm more I have more stanima, I'm more energy, and I'm chasing what I want to chase and I'm here to help you, as I said, beginning of the show. Coach Evan66 at gmail.com. Talk to me. Let me know what your goals are. Let me know what you want to do. Let me help you try to reach those goals. And I'm not going to try to force you to buy anything, but I'm going to give you the, the information that you need if you do decide to try Beach Body that we can try it together. So. Now I'm done, like I said, I'm down 150 pounds, and I just wanna help you. So moving on, WWE T L C is tomorrow. The last pay-per-view before the big one of the big fours, Royal Rumble. And with Royal Rumble, after Royal Rumble, we start our road to WrestleMania. So TLC is going to help set up a lot of what we see at Royal Rumble matches. Who's in the 30-man, Battle Royal, Who uh, Royal Rumble match. Who you're going to likely see win that 30-man, 30, uh, 30 30-woman 30 royal, uh, royal Rumble match. That's what TLC is going to do, or it should do anyways. So the card, you have Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. This is a match right here. I will not be surprised if Dean Ambrose wins. Um, Ambrose is white hot right now. He is having some of the best promos and whatnot in his career. This has been a uh, pretty one-sided angle right now with Ambrose getting the better of Rollins most of the time. And I think you have Ambrose win this match for two reasons. First, to continue Ambrose's push a little bit. And the other reason is you can start pushing Rollins towards the Universal Championship. With no Roman Reigns, um, you got to start pushing somebody. And uh, Braun Strowman having another issue with the elbow. He had surgery on it again. And he, you, you know, he's very reliable, so he'd be a perfect person to carry the torch as a champion. So you have Ambrose win, then win the rematch, And then you have Rollins go into the Battle Royal match and end up winning it. He fights at WrestleMania, who gets whoever the champion is, and he gets the belt. And then it's Seth Rollins, who's had an amazing 2018, starting 2019 with a bang by winning the Royal Rumble. I think that would be great to do. The WWE Championship match, you have Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I think you keep the title on Daniel Bryan. I think it would be bad to take it off of him right now. Brian's having a great run right now as a heel. And if you have Styles win the title back so soon, then you, you risk squashing Brian. And I think you want to keep the title on him longer. So I think Brian gets to win. Your SmackDown Women's Championship Triple Threat Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Asuka. I wouldn't be surprised if Oscar wins. Oscar wins. You could continue Becky Lynch feuding with Asuka or Charlotte feuding with Asuka and you can move Becky Lynch on to bigger and better things. She is electric right now. She's white hot. And you could possibly set up a WrestleMania match between her and Ronda Rousey to get the match we didn't see at Evolution um, due to... I mean, sorry, Survivor Series gets Match. We didn't see at Survivor Series due to Becky Lynch's injury at the hands of Nia Jack. We get that match, and we'll see uh, uh, Becky Lynch versus Rousey, and then Charlotte and Asuka feud continues. Tables, ladders, and chairs match. Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Strowman's may, may not be there. I don't know. We'll see what happens. If Strowman shows up, obviously he's going to win. But I just don't know. I don't know if he's gonna make it back. Raw women's championship, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jack, Rousey will win that. They're not gonna have her lose her undefeated streak to Nia Jack. That's not gonna happen. Mixed Max Challenge, Ginger Mahal and Alicia Fox versus R Truth and Camella. R Truth and Camella are probably gonna win. Uh, they'll be fun entrants at number thirty in both the Royal Rumbos uh, matches. No point in having Jinder and Alicia Fox win. The SmackDown Take Team Triple Threat match: The Bar versus the Usos versus New Day. The disappointing thing to me is this is not a table, uh, tables, ladders, and chairs match. This is just a regular tag match. The, these are the teams you want as a tables, ladders, and chairs match. I think the match would be incredible. Uh, there would be incredible bumps. There'd be incredible moves. There'd be incredible. You name it, but instead, we get a regular take team match. And I I think the bar retain, and we're probably going to move on to the new day versus the bar at Survivor Series in a chairs match. Probably the go ahead and use the bathroom, Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. This can go either way. I actually think there'll be going to be interference in this match. Uh, the new NXT, um recruit or likely show up in this match and probably attack Rey Mysterio. Um, Lars Sullivan, he'll probably attack Mysterio in this match causing uh, Orton to win uh, or him to lose via DQ. I think Lars is going to go to SmackDown and this is the only and probably perfect chance to introduce him. You don't want to introduce him with uh, Brian and Styles. I guess you could but then you're putting him in the uh, main event spotlight immediately unless you pair him with Daniel Bryan. You're not going to inject him in Rollins and Ambrose because Raw has too many monsters. Truman, uh Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. They don't really need another one. A ladder match, guitar on a pole, or a guitar guitar uh, hung over the ring, Elias versus Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby Lashley will win. He needs the win more. At this point, uh, his run with WWE has not been good, and I think he just needs that win a little bit more. Natalya and Ruby Riot. Natalia will win that match easily, and then probably get jumped by the Riot Squad after. Then we'll have uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks show up and chase the Riot Squad away. And then tomorrow night on Raw, we're gonna have a six a six person tag match: the Riot Squad versus the. Hugging Boss connection and Natalia, and then cruiserweight championship match Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. I think you keep the uh, the title on Buddy Murphy. He's been a really good champion for you, good performer, and you just keep the title on him. So I'm gonna skip talking playoffs right now. I'm gonna wait till after weeks uh, this week to talk about it. Um, it should be even more clear after this week. Um, so I'll talk about it then. But with that, um, as, I, as you have just heard, I predict the Packers to win against the Chicago Bears, um, my fitness journey, and, and then also my TLC preview. So with that, wish you all a great, wonderful rest of your weekend, and I will get back at you later to recap Packers and Bears, recap TLC, and talk about other sports news. Hope you all have a great rest of your day.